This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital broadcasting from Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, co-hosting with me, Squeak Larkins, our PhD. And also joining us, we have Brian Cox from New Millennium Realty. Morning, guys. Morning. And by phone, we have Dr. Luis Cadena from Peterson and Smith. Good morning, Dr. Cadena. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you uh, on with us. We're going to talk a little bit about preparations for breeding season. We are almost in the fall. It may not feel like it outside right now, but uh, it is almost fall. And uh, we need to start thinking about the early part of next year and how we can prepare our mares uh, for this very important time of the year. Can you talk a little bit about that, Dr. Cadena? Yeah, certainly. First of all, uh, good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, being the first time that I'm here. Uh, so yeah, certainly it's around the corner, even though most of us think that it's several months away from breeding season. Uh, most of my clients are already starting to call and say, well, what are we gonna do here and there for for these mares, prepping them for, for the next breeding season? Um, certainly we talk about uh, in the majority of thoroughbreds in Ocala, but it's all breeds, truly. It's all breeds that, that we got uh, in Ocala um, from racehorses, quarter horses, pasofinos, jumpers, I mean, name it. And, and everybody wants to just kind of get ahead of the game. Absolutely, yes. Now, of course, there are going to be the two different kinds of, uh, of mares that you'll be thinking about trying to get pregnant in the near future, and that would either be maiden or uh, barren, or uh, you know maybe uh, even a, a you know a, a mare that has recently had a foal, or at least maybe in the last six months or so. So there's kind of a, a couple of different ways of of uh, you know dealing with it, depending on whether you're going from a, a mare that's already had a foal or one that maybe has never had one before, which we call maiden. How differently do you treat those mares as you start to prepare them? So yeah, just like you, you say, you, you pretty much put it better than I would. Uh, so we're preparing to this breeding season with the typical mares that are ready to fall. And hopefully for the thoroughbred people, they fall as close to January as we can, or close to that early months of the year. Um, we have the mares that were barren, and unfortunately uh, they couldn't get in fall, or the mares that just came off the track that goes for the for the race horses, then we have the, the quarter horses uh, or the Pasifino horses uh, that go for the jumping um, or dressage arena. So we got uh, preparing for one thing that, that kind of we want to get ahead of the game is try to get these mares to cycle. Um, if we remember, um, horses uh, cyclicity comes in the longer days of, of, the, of the year. So when the daylight is, is longer, uh, that will be closer to the summer, that's when these mares are cycling. Uh, well, unfortunately, to, to fulfill the, the needs of most breeders that wanna try to breed as close or as early as the year, we need to kind of speed up this process and get these mares uh, cycling earlier. And that's a little bit unnatural. So what we'll try to do, and that's kind of one of the first things that we, that we start prepping, it's get them jumpstart. So a lot of people as uh, November approaches, I usually tell my clients, 
um, enjoy that Thanksgiving dinner. And yeah. once you're done with that Thanksgiving dinner, uh, go out to your barn and set up lights. Uh, bring the marazine. Um, we have now new products that will um, help the mare um, get that feeling. Um, it's a mask and it's uh, it stimulates cyclicity, so you have, can have the horse turn out. Um, so that's one thing. Oh yes, Just I've seen those masks. The They're doing quite well with that, aren't they? Yeah, where the really? horse can stay yeah, turned they... out in the field rather than be under the lights. Oh wow! In the barn, yeah, it's pretty interesting. They work. They work great and you can turn the horse out uh, or you can have the horse in. Some people are as uh, simple as putting a, a small Walmart LED light in the stall to yeah. big projectors out in, in pastures where for multiple or several uh, horses. Um, so that's one thing, trying to get that cyclicity going. Uh, you don't have to worry, obviously, about that with, with falling mares. Um, we just wait for them to fall. A lot of people okay. like to breed on the on the fall heat, uh, so you're looking at a week from falling. Uh, some other people just wait a little longer, but that's kind of prepping for cyclicity. Um, the other thing we want to consider is it's how clean that barren mare, that mare that did not get in fall the prior year. What what caused that? What uh, if is it a uterine infection? Was it Uh, um, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, so certainly, with the with the uh, problems that the horse could have in prior years, you want to know what's going on in the uterus of that mare. So I usually recommend, as you're getting close to the end of the year, prior to the falling season or the breeding season, have your vet come out, do an evaluation of that mare get a culture of the uterus, get a cytology um, that tells you if there is any organism living in the uterus, any bacteria, any fungus. Some other mares have conformational issues. So that's the time of uh, one critical part that a lot of people don't know. You need to get that horse in a good body condition. Skinny mares, very uh, skinny mares are harder to get involved. Uh, horses that have skin issues, horses that have uh, a physiological uh, problem like cushion horses, mm -hmm. horses with problems. So all those things are things to consider prior to the breeding season. Uh, get your vet to evaluate the marriage is to have a caslix, which is a suture of the back end to, to prevent inf infections of the uterus. Um, get a culture, see if the mare needs to be treated with antibiotics prior to getting here to that breeding shed for the breeding season. Very good. Now, what about vaccinations? I normally recommend uh, staying with your routine, especially in Florida, with your routine core vaccines. Um, you mentioned it earlier in the show that we, ha we have to be concerned about encephalitis, the West Nile, um, the tetanus and babies. Uh, certainly those corvins men doing them every six months so pretty much when you get into into the fall your routine routinely you do your fall vaccines your encephalitis your west nile there's tons of mosquitoes so much rain in florida yes, so humid right now <laughs> that uh i mean you need to consider you go out there and you see all these mosquitoes those are little criminals going out there for your horse <laughs> to get you 
true. <laughs> He's sick. So get the, um, get get the horses vaccinated now. Um, the typical question that I get is, dog, that I do I have to vaccinate my pregnant mare differently, or my mare that is gonna get in full? I usually put it in a little in a small window where the where the mare is ready to be bred. I try to prevent vaccines there. Prior to the window of getting bred or within the 60 days, once the mare is uh, calling in fall, um, then I, I, I wait a little bit. I don't like, and it, it's mainly because of the reaction that the natural, normal reaction that a horse can have to vaccines. Um, if you get a, a, a fever from that vaccination, um, you certainly don't want to have a mare that is not in their first 60 days with a heart but that, i think you you continue with your routine vaccines um pregnant horses would recommend at five seven and nine months to do your herpes viral or your rhino vaccine some more people recognize them as the pneumobore vaccine very important yes now last question i really have for you is what about the stud what about the stallion Ooh. That's that's the question that the first question that some of my clients ask me is so who should I bred to, Doc? Oh, that's my question that I ask them. What do you like? What you know more than I do? What you're looking for? But uh, it, it's it's be shopping around this time of the year before the the end of the year comes. Look out! There is great thoroughbred stallions. We got a couple of new stallions in town. Um, we want to Gervin. Gervin's come. That's really yep. awesome, yeah. We got it at Standing at Ocala Stud, one of our good clients. Yeah. Uh, certainly we have to we have to start shopping around, looking to get those contracts going. Us as vets don't like to hear the client and the last minute, your marriage is ready to be bred tomorrow. And they tell them, well, I need to go and find a stallion. <laughs> I need to go and find the guy. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a little harder. Uh, every breeding shed, and, and most people see it as a as a frustrating thing to be required to culture your mares. And I like my clients to understand, it's not that it's it's only required. It's what is best for your for your breeding practice. You want to know, you get all those requirements that the breeding shed is asking for the cultures, the vaccinations. You want to make sure that's all taken care of. And is to guarantee your mare has better chances to get in fall. It's not only to protect the stallion, but it's also to, to help you get that mare in fall. So pick that stallion, get that culture slave to the to the stallion manager, uh, people that breed to quarter horses, um, the stallions that have are across the country. Get in touch with them. Call them and say, look, I'm going to breed to your your reigning awesome jumper great eventing horse standing in georgia what are the requirements what do you guys normally have if it's a breeding shed here you send your culture sleeve you send your veterinary certificate of vaccination get your contract going but also you we have breeds that the stallion uh is gonna have semen being shipped from california from new york uh, for those breeds you want to figure out how they do it, which days the stallion gets collected, how long it takes for the semen to arrive, uh, and as well as requirements and all that sort of thing. So get, get that going. This is the time of the year to get that figure out.
be prepared yeah. in other words not last minute uh, <laughs> trying to make a decision but yeah. and have all your ducks in a row it's the story of our lives <laughs> it is the story of our lives you're right <laughs> and we have to make it happen uh, you're right. You're right. Well, Dr. Kadena, I want to thank you so much from Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital for joining us this morning uh, on the on the talk show. We would love, love, love to have you come into the studio one Saturday and join us on camera if we can uh, persuade you into uh, into visiting. Uh, we're in the downtown area of Ocala, oh. and we would love to have you come in and. Uh, and sit in on a show with us uh, when you're available. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for having me. I will Thank try. You. I'll see. I don't think I have a lot of farms in the downtown area that I know, <laughs> I know that right? In, in yeah. between calls. But, uh, uh, we need a studio we'll on a horse farm. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Well, nowadays we can probably put it in a, in a cell phone call. You guys will, will, will be company as, as we do the work for sure. That's right. Thank you very much, Dr. Kadena. Have a wonderful weekend, and thank you for joining us. Same to you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Have a good day. Hi, guys. This is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and let me know what you thought. Now, please go out there and share the podcast. <laughs>